Welcome to Total Health Recovery from Addiction to Super Health with your host, Sadhu Khalsa. One of the problems with treating addiction is that the medical profession doesn't try to help treat the root cause of the addiction, only the symptoms and behavior. It's time to look at addiction treatment from a new perspective. We'll discuss treatments and ideas that actually work. It just takes a different sort of understanding. Now, here is Sadhu Khalsa. Good afternoon. Uh, my guest today is Greg Bring, and I'm really thrilled that he has agreed to be on the show. I'm going to give you an uh, introduction to uh, Mr. Braden. And <clears throat> Greg Braden is a five-time New York Times best-selling author and is internationally renowned as a pioneer bridging science, spirituality, and human potential. From 1979 to 1990, Greg worked for Fortune 500 companies such as Cisco Systems, Phillips Petroleum, Martin Marietta Aerospace as a problem solver during times of crisis. He continues problem solving today as he weaves modern science and the wisdom preserved in remote monasteries and forgotten texts into real-world solutions. His discoveries have led to 12 award-winning books now published in 40 languages. The United Kingdom Watkins Journal lists Greg among the top 100 of the world's most spiritually influential living people for the fifth consecutive year. My goodness, what a background and what a history and what accomplishments you have been guided to make. So I want to give my listeners just a little bit more uh, background about how I got to do this show and how you got to be on the show, if I can take a uh, minute or two, Greg, to do that. That is uh, awesome. So, I do, I guess, so I'm thrilled to be with you. I'm thrilled to be with our audience, and I'm really thrilled to see where this conversation goes. So I'm going to follow <laughs> your lead, my friend. Oh, okay. So... Uh, the executive producer for Voice America, uh, uh, Dee Daniels, uh, said she found out about me and she wanted to offer me an opportunity to host a radio show and have guests on it. And I'm a networker and I've worked with a lot of people and I thought, oh my goodness, this would be a great way to showcase what is new happening on this planet. And my contract with the Creator, as far as I'm aware of it, is to resurrect ancient wisdom and the healing technologies that are embedded in those ancient wisdom systems. And my dream is to create a center with master healers, physicians, thinkers like a healing think tank like like RAN, and have the the, the a showcase for the greatest advancements in humankind on how to treat human beings, how to heal, how to teach people, have training center, research center, uh, uh, publications of the new teachings coming out from a new paradigm. Hmm. So uh, I thought that would uh, you might resonate with that part, and I got one more part to add to it. <clears throat> so I was uh, how I met uh, Greg. <clears throat> I've seen you before, and I've been to some of your workshops, but I was eating supper at a restaurant in Santa Fe, 
and I was talking to my close friend, and I said, you know what, I'm doing this radio show, and I really would like to have Greg Braden on the show. And her lies, eyes lit up, and she, and she said, he's right behind you. Go see him before he leaves. And that's how I approached you, like, in a second at the restaurant. And and then I did the paperwork, and uh, Greg agreed to be interviewed by me. So that's, uh, that's part of that history. And the other one is that my specialty work over 40 years has been chemical dependency work, substance abuse, uh, PTSD and the pain and suffering of human beings. And I put together a team of master healers that are extraordinary that do that kind of work from from cellular work to remote healing, uh, nutrition that rebuilds systems and so forth. And so the people that I'm interviewing are, have a piece of the pie that fits into that grand picture of creating hopefully one day a, a healing center that can help many people. So that's a little bit of my background and a little bit of history and why I got the show and how I got to you. So now I'd like to turn it over to you. And there's so many uh, questions. I mean, uh, we only have one hour, so we'll do the best we can. But the first one and the most primary question is the question of who are we and how a different answer is available if a different paradigm and a different perspective that we're not just blood and pus put together in bones, but we're energy beings, we're light beings, we're conscious, and I'm familiar with the work of Bruce Lipton and so forth. So I'd like to, to, if you could take a few minutes and speak to who we are and why we're here and and how do we advance, and, and there's you know so much to talk about, so I'll just turn it over to you, Greg, if you take a few minutes. Sure, Sadhu. Well, first of all, I want to thank you for my introduction, and I want to thank you for uh, for sharing a little bit about your background. You and I have never worked together, so we'll tell our audience this is unscripted. This is uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is our, our first time, and um, I didn't know a lot of those things, and I'm really happy, Sadhu, that you did not share the location of our secret restaurant here in Santa Fe. <laughs> but it's where uh, you caught me on that night. I was um, uh, on the way to the airport, I believe, and didn't have a lot of time to talk, and, and I know you would have liked to, and I appreciate your your kindness and your patience. Um, I meet people all the time, you know, that are asking me to do media with them, and, and a lot of times they don't follow up, and uh, you did. So I want to tell you how much I appreciate you following up with my office, and um, I am I'm happy to share these things. Just a little bit more about my background is sure. you could tell from the from the the, the bio that you shared. Uh, I'm a scientist, and and I think that's important. I'm a degreed earth scientist. I'm a degreed geologist, but I have a very strong background in the life sciences. I was uh, an ocean science major. So in oceanography, I was studying uh, ocean geology and ocean biology, marine biology. So I, I developed a strong background in molecular biology, um, uh, uh, vertebrate uh, biology, invertebrate biology, paleontology as, uh, as a geologist. And all of those helped me to understand what the Western mind thinks about the human body. And one of the, the most interesting things I found... Sadhu, there's a chemistry book, and I still have this book. It was written back in the 1970s. 
Um, it was a molecular chemistry book, and the first sentence of the first chapter of the book gave the definition of life. And life was defined as uh, when chemical systems reach a certain level of complexity, life occurs. Wow. So that was the way that we have been taught then. And, uh, again, I was in school back in 1950s, 60s, and, and early 70s, just for a, a frame of reference. And that pretty much is still what's, what is being taught today, uh, on the one hand. And on the other hand, new discoveries in the best science of the modern world, are telling us that we absolutely are not what we have been told and that we are absolutely much more than we've ever been led to believe. And I I share my my background as a scientist um, because it has helped me to delve into the very technical uh, research papers that are often published in very obscure journals. So this is is hardcore science. It's rock-solid science. So it's not my theory, it's not my opinion, it's not my hypothesis, it's not new age thinking. I mean, this is rock-solid science giving us new insights into what it means to be human. What is our capacity? What is our potential? Do we have the ability to self-heal? Uh, and perhaps even, even more, uh, do we have the ability to self-regulate? And that's where we're going to go with this whole thing. Yes. Because what the, the new science is showing is that we are the only form of life known to exist right now. There may be others. Some, I'm, I'm sure there are somewhere else. Yes. But we are the only form of life known in this moment that has the ability to sit down in a moment in time and consciously initiate processes in our bodies, processes of rejuvenation, of awakening the longevity hormones, the longevity enzymes in our bodies, of enhancing our immune system to the point where it's called a super immune system, of healing the damaged DNA by awakening the enzymes that are designed to do just that, to, to stop the damage, to repair what has actually happened, and then to begin to rebuild and lengthen and strengthen the DNA that it's damaged through choices that we make in our lifestyle or sometimes that we have no control over in our environment. We're the only form, and much more, we're the only form of life that can consciously access deep intuition on demand. Now, we all have spontaneous wow. intuition when we get little hits and insights yes. of you know, things that are happening, and it's, it's very cool when that happens. But the, the reality is when we most need those deep insights, when we most need our intuition is usually when the conditions are least favorable to accessing it. You know, if we, if we yes. have a special room in our house, you know, we go into our room, we close the door, we pull out the yoga mat, light the candle, burn the incense, turn on track one of Stephen Halpern's higher ground, you know, and the conditions yes. are yes. just right. <laughs> That's when, you know, we can do that. But when we're out in the world and something happens and we have to make decisions quickly and come up with answers quickly, sometimes life and death, those are the conditions least favorable. That's when we need this intuition the most. And we are actually wired. We are wired to tap this if we understand, if we understand that we are much more than we've been led to believe. So, yeah, so as a scientist, it's been important for me to follow the science to understand what's true and what's not about 
how we work on the one hand. But on the other hand, Sadhu, I'm going to be very clear about this. Science can only go so far. Science does not have all the answers. Science is incomplete. Uh, And science can only tell us how things work. Science cannot tell us how to apply that knowledge in our lives. For that, we need the wisdom of human experience. And for that reason, I have spent the bulk of my adult life uh, researching some of the most mystical and beautiful and magnificent and isolated and remote and pristine places remaining mm-hmm. on the earth today, monasteries 15, 16, 17,000 feet above sea level on, on the Tibetan wow. Plateau, Nepal, India, spend a lot of time, uh, continue in the Andes Mountains of Peru and in Bolivia and all through the American Desert Southwest where, where you and I live. Yes. Spending time with our indigenous family. Now, they're not scientists, but they have 5,000 years of Mm. human experience that can tell us how we apply in our lives what science is only beginning to understand. So my path has been, when I left the corporations in 1990, at the end of the Cold War, uh, fulfilled my obligations during the Cold War years, I left in 1990, uh, and began full-time writing and traveling to understand to the best of my ability what is it that our ancestors know that we've forgotten, what is it that they know that we're only beginning to understand, and how can we weave the wisdom of spiritual and ancient traditions into the, the modern science, weave the two together and create something in their union Hold that thought, hold that thought, hold that thought. We're going to come right back. This is absolutely fascinating. I know the audience can't wait to hear more, and neither can I. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. The Total Health Recovery Program has created what it considers to be the most effective 21-day residential treatment program in the world. The THRP treatment model brings together the best from the healing arts science and aligns itself with the highest spiritual universal laws and principles. THRP can determine the intensity, duration, and frequency of treatments. Contact Sadhu Khalsa at TotalHealthRecoveryProgram.com or call 505-310-1340. TotalHealthRecovery.com The Wellness Inventory is the original and proven whole person approach. This online program offers dynamic, interactive tools for improving personal well-being. You determine your wellness priorities through an initial whole person assessment of all aspects of your life and then create small, smart steps based on those priorities to move towards optimal health and well-being and live life more fully. Sign up for your holistic assessment with Sadhu Khalsa at TotalHealthRecoveryProgram.com slash wellness-inventory or call 505-310-1340. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. 
Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're tuned in to Total Health Recovery, from addiction to super health, with Sadhu Khalsa. To reach our program today, call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to sadhu.khalsa at gmail.com. Now, back to Total Health Recovery. Welcome back. We're, my guest today is Greg Braden. It's fascinating, and there is previews of coming attraction. There's so much more that he's going to share with us, so I'm going to turn it back over to Greg right now. Thank you. Thank you, Sadhu. So before the break, we were talking about this, this marriage um, between the best science of the modern world and, and the wisdom of 5,000 years of, of human experience. And I, I per, you know, everyone learns differently, and that's the key. We all learn differently, and that's why it's good that there are so many different paths uh, that lead us to, to these deep understandings. For me, uh, marrying the science and the spiritual traditions uh, has been one of the most fruitful paths. I have friends in the scientific community that say it's all about science and the brain, you know, for, forget about the emotions and the heart, and I have friends, I'm a musician when I'm not an author, so I have friends in the music industry and, and artists, they say it's all about the heart, uh, and intuition and emotions forget about the brain. And I understand. I understand where they're coming from. But what I know is this. We're living what the experts are calling a time of extremes in our world. And it's no longer possible to separate the world out there from the world in our bodies. So yes. we're all going through uh, changes in ways that we're not prepared for, that we've never seen. And I believe that we owe it to ourselves to draw upon every source of information, ancient and modern, scientific, spiritual. Stop giving them labels, but weave them into a wisdom that gives us the edge so that we can thrive, so that we can absolutely thrive in the world that is changing. It's a different world for sure. But if we think differently, then we can thrive in this new world, and the new discoveries give us the reasons to do just that. So... I want to share some of the science, and then I'm, I'm going to go into what that means in our personal lives, if, if you're okay if I do it that way. Is that sure, like a, sure. a good way to go? Sure. That's great. One of the things that I found as a scientist, uh, when it comes to the human story, you know, we are steeped in a story that is based upon scientific th- thinking. Uh, a lot of it began about 150 years ago at the time of, of Charles Darwin. And the new discoveries, new peer-reviewed scientific discoveries are now overturning 150 years of scientific thinking. Mm -hmm. One of the the revolutionary things they're telling us, Sardu, is this. When it comes to the story of evolution, uh, as a geologist, I have seen evolution in the fossil record for some forms of life, for some plants, some animals. Here's where this gets really interesting. The evidence... The new 
scientific evidence, specifically the DNA evidence, no longer supports evolution is the human story. Mm. Evolution is a fact. Mm. It's just not our story. So I'm going to break this down into the physical evidence and the DNA evidence. The physical evidence has never supported our story. When we see the, the diagrams that we see so commonly of what is called the, tree of, the evolutionary uh, tree of life or the evolutionary human tree, and we see humans at the top and these other forms of life that, that lead up to us, and we see the lines that connect us to those other forms of life, such as Neanderthal and Australopithecus and yes. uh, you know, those life forms of the past. Here's the deal. Those lines... If you look at the Smithsonian drawings or you look at the, uh, the drawings from the encyclopedias, those lines are typically broken lines. And yes. the reason they are broken is because there is no physical evidence that supports those relationships. They are believed to exist, but they are called inferred or speculative relationships. Mm-hmm. That has always been the case. That has always been the controversy. And if that's all there was, I couldn't have this conversation with you. However, in recent years, the DNA evidence is now giving us new information. It wasn't even available five years ago. That's how how recent this stuff is. And, you know, a lot of it sounds like science fiction. Uh, If our listeners ever saw the movie Jurassic Park, Mm. uh, where the DNA was extracted from the fossils of, of ancient forms of life, and then it, it was reconstituted. It was brought back to life. Well, to the best of my knowledge, we haven't gone quite that far. But we are able to, to extract the DNA from the fossilized remains of the beings that were believed to be our ancestors, like Neanderthal, for example, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and compare them to us. And what the science is showing, and it's published in the peer-reviewed journals, is that we did not descend from those forms of life. So the DNA is wow. telling us the same thing. On the one hand, on the other hand, there is a resistance. There's a reluctance and a resistance to sharing this in the mainstream. So you're not yes. seeing these studies in mainstream classrooms, mainstream textbooks, mainstream documentaries, because it changes the story. And yes. scientists don't know what the new story is. They don't have a new story yet. So we know that we did not descend from those other forms of life. And we also know, this is where it gets really, really interesting, there is a form of life that we probably all studied when we were in school. It used to be called Cro-Magnon. Yes. Uh, and the term Cro-Magnon is no longer used. It's been replaced with an acronym AMH. It means anatomically modern human. And mm-hmm. what it's saying is that anatomically modern humans appeared on Earth suddenly. There's no evolutionary path, slow, gradual change leading to them. They appeared about 200,000 years ago with a brain 50% larger than our nearest primate relatives, with a body that is exactly like our bodies today, with the DNA that is our DNA today, with the extended neural network that makes healing possible. Now, it was all available then. Anatomically modern humans showed up 200,000 years ago, and we have not changed. We are the anatomically modern humans Wow. That is not, it's not Darwin's idea of evolution. Mm. So scientists don't know what did happen. Now, the, the, the catch here is often if you say evolution is not our story, people automatically go to a religious 
belief or creationism, and, and yes. the, science, the science is not saying that. It's not saying what it is. Mm-hmm. And I believe there are other options. You can go other options, but it's telling us the story that we've been told is not our story. So where and I mean I could go on and on with this. Let me just give one example. When we look at the DNA that makes us human today, what we find is there are places. I'll be specific. Human chromosome number two is a perfect example. It is the result of a fusion of two pre-existing chromosomes, and after the fusion occurred, the the result was actually tweaked. It was modified. There were genes that were removed and functions that were, were, were turned off, some that were turned on, to streamline and modify and strengthen that human chromosome number two. Here's why that's important. Human chromosome number two is what is responsible for the brain 50% larger than our nearest primate relative. The neocortex of the brain is the result of a genetic fusion uh, in chromosome number two. It gives us our humanness, our ability for empathy, sympathy, compassion, self-regulation. Uh, and it happened exactly 200,000 years ago when we appeared. And there are other genes that had similar mutations. And the key is, in evolution, the theory says these would happen slowly, gradually, over long periods of time. Yes. What the DNA is showing us is they happen suddenly, they happened at the same period of time. They haven't changed since they happened. And in, in the, the 200,000 years that have, have unfolded since, and they make, they set us apart from all other forms of life. They give us our uniqueness. So, so this is a little of the foundation. Mm-hmm. Once I began to understand this, so I do, my question became, how do we awaken the extraordinary potential that was given to us 200,000 years ago? And this is where science, when you talk to the scientists, these discoveries have led them to what they call uh, the, the, the border of uncharted territory and forbidden territory. Yes. And they say it's forbidden because it appears these changes, uh, they cannot happen as a result of evolution as we know it. They say the changes appear to be intentional, and if those changes are intentional, it implies a purpose. So for me, once I understand that science, I can let that go and begin exploring the purpose and how do we apply in our lives the abilities that that have been with us for 200,000 years, such as self-healing, self-regulation, the ability to strengthen our immune system, to turn on those anti-aging hormones, to heal the hurt and the trauma that is stored in the organs of our bodies through experiences in our lives, often in our childhood, that we've never been taught to heal. So I'm going to shift gears a little bit, and I'm going to begin talking about those kinds of things now. One of the things the science has shown us is that when we have traumatic experiences, hurt, betrayal, loss, often when we're young, we don't have the tools to deal with those experiences, and even when we're older, sometimes we don't. That's right. And if we don't know how to heal them, here's what happens. This is a very different way of thinking for some people. For some people, it's right up their alley. Every one of those experiences creates a chemistry in our bodies that matches the experience. and It's based on a specific 
a specific, uh, they're called neuropeptides is the technical yes. term. So when we are, when our trust is betrayed and when we find deep hurt as children, I, I'll just be very honest with our listeners. I am the survivor of uh, childhood trauma. Uh, I come from a very dysfunctional alcoholic family and my father was abusive to myself, my younger brother and my mother. And you know, when you're two, three, four, five years old, you don't have the tools to deal with that. Your body, my body in this instance, yes. created the neuropeptides, uh, the chemistry that resulted from that trauma. And because I didn't know how to neutralize and heal it, I stored those neuropeptides in very specific places in my body. Now, one of the things, you may have found this in your work, Sadhu, this is so interesting to me. We all know that men and women think differently. I'm, we don't yes. need a program on that. <laughs> so what that means is that women will preferentially store the neuropeptides of their hurt in organs of their bodies that they associate with nurturing uh, and with, uh, with hurt sometimes, uh, such as the breast, the uterus, the ovaries, and sometimes the heart. Men will preferentially store their hurt in the organ that they perceive as giving them the ability to protect them. And for men, it can be the heart or it can be the prostate gland. And this is hold interesting. That, hold that of, thought. We've got to take a break. Yeah, and, so we'll come back we'll and pick right. this up. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The Wellness Inventory is the original and proven whole person approach. This online program offers dynamic, interactive tools for improving personal well-being. You determine your wellness priorities through an initial whole person assessment of all aspects of your life and then create small, smart steps based on those priorities to move towards optimal health and well-being and live life more fully. Sign up for your holistic assessment with Sadhu Khalsa at TotalHealthRecoveryProgram.com slash wellness-inventory or call 505-310-1340. The Total Health Recovery Program has created what it considers to be the most effective 21-day residential treatment program in the world. The THRP treatment model brings together the best from the healing arts science and aligns itself with the highest spiritual universal laws and principles. THRP can determine the intensity, duration, and frequency of treatments. Contact Sadhu Khalsa at TotalHealthRecoveryProgram.com or call 505-310-1340 TotalHealthRecovery.com Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. 
Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're tuned in to Total Health Recovery from addiction to super health with Sadhu Khalsa. To reach our program today, call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to sadhu.khalsa at gmail.com. Now, back to Total Health Recovery. We're here with uh, Greg Breen, our guest for today. It's been absolutely fascinating and more to come, so I'm going to turn it back over to Greg. And I have a, I have a, as you were uh, talking, Greg, I have a question. Um, the question is, how does one go from seeing the world as flat to seeing the world as round? It's a paradigmatic shift, and that's so important for when you get more awareness. How do you make that shift? Does it happen to you? Do you consciously try and do it? So I'd like to see what your answer and response would be to that question. Okay, I want to be very clear that I understand the question. So you're using the flat and the world round as a metaphor. What I think I understand you're asking is how do we go from seeing ourselves as powerless, insignificant victims to powerful, empowered beings? Am I hearing that correctly? That's a great application of that question. Yes, that's the heart of it. Well, yes. One of the things, and I ask myself the same question, we are steeped in a story, Sadhu, uh, that is a story of separation, conflict, competition, struggle, and we're told that we are insignificant beings in the world and that we are the result of a process that sounds very sterile. Uh, It's a process of random mutations that just happen to occur when the conditions happen to be conducive and just the right conditions to make that happen. That is what we are taught, and it is so deeply ingrained into our subconscious that we live in this world of struggle and conflict and that we are insignificant beings. And here's why that's important. Because we solve our problems, we live our lives, we heal our bodies, we choose our relationships based on the way we think of ourselves. So the story that we are taught from the moment we become conscious and aware in our family, in our society, in our religions, in our churches, most of them, is that we are, number one, insignificant beings. And what that does is that deeply erodes our sense of worth and self-esteem. So I'm just going to start right there. Think about this. We create the relationships based on the way we think of ourselves. These are adults that we're listening to, so I'm I'm going to be very adult here. We invite people into our lives based upon the way we think of ourselves. We invite people into our bed based upon the way we think of ourselves, our self-worth, our self-esteem, and we approach the healing of our bodies based upon the way we think of ourselves. Mm -hmm. When we are taught that we are powerless, that Mm -hmm. we have no power over our bodies and things just happen, when we're taught that we are insignificant beings and life itself is devalued and life is being devalued tremendously uh, in our world it's happening right in front of our faces um, I mean I could go into examples for that I, I want to make good use of the time we have here yes. what all of these are the consequence of the way we've been taught to think about ourselves you know Rachel yes. uh, the the author of uh, the book Silent Spring um, 
and I just spaced your last name, <laughs> uh, in, in the early 1960s. She made a statement in her book, Silent Spring. She was one of the first uh, environmentalists. Rachel Carson was her name. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what she said is so powerful today. She said, we can only value uh, what we know to be true, and we only destroy the things that we don't value. Think about yes. that. We only destroy the things we um, don't value. Human life is being destroyed left and right in our world, throughout cultures. It's happening right in front of our faces. Hate has its basis. Hate based upon religion. Hate based yes. upon the color of our skin. Hate based upon our sexual orientation. Cyberbullying. Uh, whether it's a war between nations or it's the hate that is happening in our, our homes or our families or our schools... It all boils down to the way we answer a single question, who am I? Yes. And we are conditioned to think of ourselves as insignificant, powerless beings living in a world of struggle, conflict, and competition. And that thinking is what leads to the suffering that so many of us are are finding in our lives. It was the suffering for my alcoholic father. And it's the suffering that his abuse instilled within me. And as an adult, I've had to find the ways to either, I have a choice, either I go the traditional medical route and numb the pain, or I find a way of mastery through ancient and indigenous, uh, but very, very current spiritual wisdom that says, I I was never broken. My body's not broken. It does what it's designed to do. It is stored protected me, my body protected me, and stored the, the chemicals of my memories, of my hurt, in the places where they could be stored and protected until I learned to either deal with them or medically uh, address them. Yes. So this is the choice that we all have, because we all have chemical memories yes. from the hurt in our lives. Not all of us are dealing with the disease that, that they can cause. Or maybe we do at different points in our lives. So when we begin to realize that our bodies are designed intentionally, and the, the DNA and the evidence is showing us this, the DNA has given us a nervous system, the ability to self-regulate, uh, and the brain so that we can awaken this potential to heal our bodies, to master uh, these these extraordinary abilities that we have, and that ability, those have become the core of the mystical traditions. Mm-hmm. So when I go into the monasteries of Tibet, this is what I see people doing, the monks and the nuns, and I'm with the, the healers and the, the, the Kurandaros and the shamans and the Yucatan yes. or in the Andes Mountains. Yes. You know, the ceremonies, ceremonies are different, but this is really what, what they're getting to. So once I began to understand that, this is where we weave that wisdom with the science and we begin to awaken this tremendous potential, human potential, and empower ourselves to thrive in this world of change. Uh, and that's what I'd like to talk about in the time that we have remaining now. And but I'm going to pause. We covered a lot of ground, Sadhu, and I want to ask, our, our, number one, does what we've said make sense? Number two, do we need to clarify anything before we move on? Uh, it, it makes perfect sense. But it, it, it leads to another question. <clears throat> and when you say human by design, the question I have behind that is, who's designing that system to do that? 
Ah, so that could be a whole program unto itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> so right. here's, okay, I'll, I'll tell you, science, okay, as a scientist, <laughs> what I have to say to you is we don't know the answer, okay, as a yes. scientist. As, uh, as a student of indigenous and ancient traditions, what yes. I will say to you is it depends upon who you ask, because yes. everyone has a story that yes. tells us. So the ancient Sumerians... For example, uh, they have their story. I, I, I had the opportunity to tour with uh, scholar and author Zechariah Sitchin before he died. I toured with him in the 1990s. Yes. And his books were about the Sumerian perspective of our origins, who is responsible for our existence, where they came from, where we come from. Uh, the, uh, the Egyptian traditions... They have their story. The aboriginals of Australia, they have their story. The Hopi from northern Arizona, they have their story. The Navajo uh, here in New Mexico and Arizona, they have their story. The Hindu traditions have their story. The Christians, they've got a great story, and they've got great pictures to go with it from the Sistine <laughs> Chapel. The Hebrew traditions, they have their story. Yes. If we watch television, the History Channel has a program called Ancient Aliens, they've got their yeah, story. Yeah, that's right. Science... Science has had a story called evolution that's falling apart because the evidence no longer supports it. And now the DNA is giving us a new story. So the universal theme through all of these is that there is uh, an intelligent intent in creating the genetic formula that gives us our humanness. That's the, the common theme. Any of those traditions I just mentioned, they all say they created us. They yes, say right, when right. they, and the indigenous, the Mayan traditions, for example, talk about multiple iterations of mm. attempts to create a human. Multiple iterations happened before the formula was discovered that created a being with the power to hold the soul in wow. this world. Wow. Wow. So the, it may be that the, the iterations that did not work, those may be those other forms of life that we see on, yes. on the evolutionary family tree. Wow. When, you, when you go into the edited Christian traditions, 43 books were removed from the Christian Bible in the 4th century. Yes. Yes. We go into the edited Hebrew traditions, we see some very similar stories. They created multiple iterations, multiple attempts before there was a being with a body, a physical body that could hold the power of the soul in this three-dimensional world. Wow. So when we say who is responsible, uh, it depends on, on who you ask and what the yes. path is. This is why I think it's important to acknowledge what the science is telling us. But I'm going to make a distinction here. What has happened since the time of Charles Darwin for 150 plus years is that there is a story that was developed, the theory of evolution, yes. and every iota of evidence has been forced to fit into that story, even if it doesn't fit, like a square peg in a round hole. Exactly. Okay, so there's a difference between forcing the evidence to fit into a pre-existing idea. There's a big difference between that and allowing the new evidence to lead to the story that it tells. Yes. My, in, my invitation as a scientist 
in writing this book. It's not a book about religion. A lot of people want to make it that, but it's not. It's an invitation to let the old story go that's no longer supported by the evidence. That's a story that we know is false science. Let that story go so that our young people in school today that are about to embark upon a lifetime of dedicating themselves to science and to understanding the the human mystery, free them from the shackles of a story that's no longer true and allow them to follow the evidence to the story that it tells. And I think we're going to see that within a single generation. And I think it is a beautiful story. It's a powerful story. It's a mysterious story. And it's a story that's going to free humankind from being enslaved by the beliefs and the thinking that have led to the greatest separation, that competition, conflict, struggle, scarcity, insignificance, none of that's true. So that is my long answer to your short question. <laughs> wow, wow. Wow, it's, it, it's a liberation. It's fantastic. It's so important that people hear your uh, understanding and share your wisdom. Uh, it gives hope to humanity. I really appreciate who you are and what you're doing on this planet. I think we're getting ready for our next break. They'll come in in probably a second. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Total Health Recovery Program has created what it considers to be the most effective 21-day residential treatment program in the world. The THRP treatment model brings together the best from the healing arts science and aligns itself with the highest spiritual universal laws and principles. THRP can determine the intensity, duration, and frequency of treatments. Contact Sadhu Khalsa at TotalHealthRecoveryProgram.com or call 505-310-1340. TotalHealthRecovery.com The Wellness Inventory is the original and proven whole-person approach. This online program offers dynamic, interactive tools for improving personal well-being. You determine your wellness priorities through an initial whole-person assessment of all aspects of your life and then create small, smart steps based on those priorities to move towards optimal health and well-being and live life more fully. Sign up for your holistic assessment with Sadhu Khalsa at TotalHealthRecoveryProgram.com slash wellness-inventory or call 505-310-1340. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned in to Total Health Recovery from Addiction to Super Health with Sadhu Khalsa. To reach our program today, call 1 866 472 5792. 
That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to sadhu.khalsa at gmail.com. Now, back to Total Health Recovery. Welcome back. We're with Greg Braden. It's been absolutely fascinating, eye-opening, and inspirational. I want to turn back over to Greg. We have uh, just a few minutes uh, to go, so uh, uh, go ahead, Greg, and continue where you are going. Well, we're, we are only scratching the surface of the new human yes. story. And, and I mentioned at the beginning, we're absolutely not what we've been told. We're more than we've been led to believe. And, and one of the places where the science is revealing this, there's a discovery. It was made in 1991. It wasn't published in the, the technical journals until 1994. But the journal that it was published in, I'll just share the name of the journal, and it's led to a new science, and the new science is called neurocardiology. Neurocardiology. Now, think about those two words. Neuro typically is brain. Cardiology is the heart. And we typically don't associate those, but the new science is, is leading us precisely to that point. The discovery was of the existence of about 40,000 specialized cells in every human heart. So... My listeners, I'm speaking directly to you. This isn't some subject in the laboratory somewhere. You've got 40,000 specialized cells in your heart. They're called sensory neurites, and they are essentially brain-like cells, but they're not in your cranial brain. They're in your heart. Here's why this is important. Those cells in your heart, they think independently of the cells in your brain. They remember. They have their own memory independent of the memory in your brain. They feel, they sense, and we all know that we can function in either our heart or our brain individually. So here's where this story turns into a very beautiful story of self-empowerment. We are born with the ability to harmonize the heart and the brain, two separate organs, into a single potent system. When we harmonize the heart and the brain, we open the door to self-regulation. This is where we empower our immune system, where we awaken those anti-aging hormones, where we access deep states of intuition because we choose to, intuition on demand, resilience to change in our lives. This is where we enter the space where we may heal the hurts that are stored in those organs of our bodies through the neuropeptides. Heart-brain harmony, technically it's called heart-brain coherence. So that's where I'm going to have to to complete what we're doing in this program. It could be the beginning of another program. Uh, But I I know, Sadhu, you've got some things you'd like to do to close out the the time we have left. So that brings us full circle. Here we are in a world of change. And by going to the deepest truths of our existence through the, the wisdom of the ancients confirmed by modern science, it brings us to the point where we have the ability within us to heal and thrive in the world that's changing. And I couldn't think of anything more beautiful. Uh, we got a few more minutes, uh, Greg, if you'd like to continue for about two more minutes and, and any uh, ideas you yet didn't share yet or want to uh, touch on before I take a minute or two to close it out. Sure. Well, I, I can't really do justice to the techniques, Um, but what I'll say is this. This is one of those places where science and spirituality come together in in a really beautiful way. Uh, There's an organization 
a pioneering research organization in Northern California that many of you listeners I know you're familiar with called the Institute of Heart Math, H-E-A-R-T, capital M-A-T-H, all one word. Uh, I'm not their employee, but I met them soon after they began the organization in California in the early 90s. Uh, I have toured with their vice presidents, uh, worked with their, their primary researcher, uh, they've given me permission as an independent author to share their discoveries uh, within the context of, of what we're talking about. They typically talk about heart-brain harmony and heart-brain coherence in corporations uh, for worker productivity, for stress reduction, which is all good. But what we're really doing is getting people into their hearts. Yes. And what they are doing uh, in the laboratory is streamlining the process that I have seen with the indigenous peoples throughout the world of accessing our heart. And once we're in the space, for many people, the goal is to get into the space. For me, that's not the goal. Once right. you're in the space, that's just the beginning. It's, it's not the end. Once you're in that space, how do you apply that in your life? And that is right. where the teachings, so many, there are specific teachings on intuition, specific teachings on resilience, specific teachings on... Uh, rejuvenation and healing and longevity. And each of these I address in different ways, different programs that I offer, you know, different books that I've written. But this is where I want to say today is, is that we are empowered to, to create this space for ourselves. Without- All right, hold, hold, that, hold that thought. Sorry, I know there's more, but I want to make sure we get your upcoming event and uh, any other workshops you're doing or trainings you're doing around the country and around the world, your website, your, um, sure. uh, yeah, so you spend a couple moments with that. Thank What's you next? so much. Well, the website is very easy. It's, it's my name, gregbraden.com. It's G-R-E-G-G, two G's, B-R-A-D-E-N.com. And I'll, I'll make this very simple. If you go to that website, click on events. We have events planned all the way into the year 2020 right now. All right. We're booked. So every event, uh, some of them are keynote presentations. Some of them are four- or five-day intensives. Some of them I co-present with other well-known scientists like Bruce Lipton and Joe Dispenza. Mm -hmm. Some of them uh, I do all by myself. And the one coming up in April on indigenous land in uh, just outside of Albuquerque, New Mexico, in a very beautiful property run by the Hyatt Corporation but staffed only by, uh, by indigenous people from the Santa Ana Pueblo, is called Cell to Soul. And this is one of the places where I get to go into uh, direct experience and much, much more than what we're able to do in, uh, you know, in a one-hour program here. So I invite you to uh, check out gregbraden.com, go to the events page, and I hope to see you all. Come see me at one of these events. The new programs are based on the new book, Human by Design. The subtitle for that book, by the way, is From Evolution by Chance to Transformation by Choice. And that's precisely that's what we're all about here. Thank you so much. Thank you for that opportunity, Sadhu. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on the show. It's been invaluable. I really appreciate that, and I appreciate the work you're doing in the world. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I look forward to our next. Okay. Very good. Thank you for listening to Total Health Recovery, from addiction to super health. 
We hope you'll join Sadhu Khalsa again for another program next Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Join us again in one week. Walk such a path with all your faith. You will never have to wander again. Give yourself to such a love.